News Talk Radio 710 KNUS introduces the Private Label University, the only show that dares to unlock the secrets to your online selling success so you can start making money and living your dreams. I want to be a billionaire so freaking bad. With over 35 years of sourcing, private labeling, and importing products for the big chain stores and coaching thousands of entrepreneurs, all while building their personal businesses, let's welcome our private label university hosts, the fabulous, lovable, and cutest dynamic duo, Karen and Neil Gwartzman. Welcome to the Private Label University. We are your hosts, Karen and Neil Gortzman, and this is where we unlock the secrets each week to your online selling success. So visit us over at www.privatelabeluniversity.com, where we offer a ton of free content and where you will find our eight-week import success formula program, the formula to sourcing and importing products so you too can start selling products on Amazon or online and start making the money that everyone's talking about. And while you're over there on our website, leave us a message or a question, and we'll answer it on the show. So we love to start off each show with an Amazon find. We help so many entrepreneurs source and import products so they can sell on Amazon. And we, too, love to shop on Amazon. So, Neil, what amazing find did you find this week? Well, this was an amazing find because someone actually got me one as a gift, and I was so happy with the gift they got me that I went on Amazon and bought a few more to send out as well. And this was a wooden crocodile mannequin, a wooden crocodile mannequin. So it's about 16 inches long. Looks, It's kind of like a funky-looking crocodile, but it is flexible. Its head you can move. Its legs you can move. Uh, it's made out of solid wood. It's really nicely uh, carved out and finished. And the, the nice thing for me is I put it on my desk, and I have my business cards all along its back right to its tail on display. So when people come in, when they have meetings and clients, I just take one right out of here, and they say, wow, where'd you get that beautiful business card holder? So, and I love it, too, because uh, you got me one, and I put my mail or the bills from that the That has mail. to go in there. Yeah, <laughs> so you can use there. it for photographs. You can use it for business cards. Um, if you're a Gators fan living down south, it's an amazing uh, gift to have. But it really is unique looking. Uh, it's a conversation piece. And I went on Amazon. It's $14.99, free delivery. Uh, I ordered a few of them. Uh, the people that I sent it out to absolutely loved it. And when I told them, they said, well, where can I find it? Of course, find it on Amazon. So if you just go to Amazon and you look under Wooden Crocodile Mannequin, uh, it was 16 inches long. I think it, the number's up there as well. But Wooden Crocodile Mannequin, $14.99. It really is something unique. Uh, if you're in an office uh, and you have a nice wooden desk or, you know, even in, in, a, in a room, an office building, or, or maybe you're a doctor, or maybe a veterinarian, mm-hmm. think of that, having it on their desk with their business cards or information pamphlets. Anywhere, really. It's really cool. Yeah, it's, it's nice a great looking. conversation piece, and it looks great. And for $14.99, you can't beat it. You can't, you know, walk into uh, any gift shop and find something so unique. So I was really happy with it. I know a lot of the friends that I bought it with, they also wanted one. And you can paint it. Um, actually, someone sent me a picture. They had hand-painted uh, the one that I sent to them, and they they put it in – it was almost a, an Eskimo-style painting on it. And this is a friend of mine who's in business in Alaska. And even there where, of course, you don't have many gators, uh, he said everyone comments on it. And, again, he was so happy because he sent it out to an artist, an Eskimo artist or a native artist who hand-painted it. And uh, uh, I think they're going to either try to – there's no reason to make them out of stone because they can just order them on Amazon. That's, exactly. that's the greatest thing. So $14.99, the wooden crocodile mannequin on Amazon. I love it. I love mine. Mm-hmm. So we have one at home and one in the office. And one in the office, yes. Perfect. 
So today's show is all about customs and importing and exporting products. And today we have a very special guest with us. So Neil, why don't you do us the honor and introduce Scott Blizzard to everyone? We are so honored. We have Scott Blizzard. Uh, he's an executive licensed uh, United States customs broker. And he's been uh, in the field for over 35 years. So he has over 35 years of experience in international uh, importing, exporting, and has worked for some of the largest firms in the nation for apparel and textile and food and specialty products. Uh, he's been hired by some of the most respected custom firms in the nation and is always on active duty, consult and work with some of the leading importers in North America. And Scott, I, I, you know, I checked out his bio. He truly is an expert in fields such as textiles, uh, museum work, sensitive products. Uh, and for many logistics and freight companies, he's, he's their leading expert. He's their consultant to go to uh, when there's any questions. Uh, and he's worked with customs officials in the East Coast and West Coast, as well as uh, uh, legal teams that set the laws for United States Homeland Security. So he's an amazing individual. He has a wealth of knowledge, uh, a wealth of experience, and we are extremely honored he is here. Uh, we know he has an extremely busy schedule, and he's on demand all the time. So we are so happy uh, that he's here. So thank you so much, uh, Mr. Blizzard, for being Welcome. here today. Thank you, Scott. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. So I'm sure over the years you must have seen so many strange items in the country uh, being exported, being imported. There's so many changes going on um, with new laws and new regulations and um, with Homeland Security. You know, you're involved with that. Um, so I guess I'm going to start off with some basic questions. Uh, you're considered a licensed U.S. customs broker. Um, so what really does a U.S. customs broker do? Well, that's a good question. Um, you know, very, very things. Um, Basically, we are licensed by the federal government. Uh, we have passed the test saying that we will, you know, we know and we're familiar with uh, the regulations for importing goods in the United States, and that we will uphold the government laws and whether it's financial or compliance, admissibility, different things. Um, what we generally do on a day-to-day -day basis is help our clients stay compliant um, when they're importing products into the United States. And that could be not only with U.S. Customs, but FDA, EPA, DOT, and I think there's about 47 government agencies that could come into play with importing in a product. Wow. So you, you really are involved with all aspects of really any type of product. When you mention EPA and FDA, I think of you know pharmaceuticals and cars and engines and, and really everything. And it's I guess you really have to stay up to date on everything that's happening with all the changes, don't you? You do, um, absolutely. And just like in the medical profession when everyone's a specialist, uh, we tend to be the, the same way in, in this profession. Um, it's difficult to know everything, you know, from, like, as you mentioned, motors to pesticides to textiles to pharmaceuticals to, you know, food products. It's um, many different laws, you know, come into play. Uh, I won't say that we're attorneys. Um, certainly we're not and wouldn't say that we are. But um, there's a lot of technical expertise that, that needs to be known and be compliant with all the agencies. So you will find that people tend to um, specialize in certain areas. Mm -hmm. So in some ways, you're the agents behind the agents. You're like the, the go-to people when, you know, the customs official agents need information or, or really want to know about commodities that are brought in. Um, you, you're, you're kind of the go-to person because you see so many of these products and you have to, I guess, clear them for um, or help your clients get them cleared. You have to know about these products, don't you? We certainly do. Um, a lot of it, uh, clients probably get upset, you know, sometimes because we ask so many questions. Um, 
you know, they'll have, we'll take something, there's a, they're, they're importing um, some shirts, men's shirts. Well, we have to know other things. Is it knit? Is it woven? Is it cotton? Is it, you know, a man-made fiber? Is it long sleeve? Is it short sleeve? Is it button down? Um, many different things. And just to say that I'm importing men's shirts isn't enough. So, yes, we kind of, um, we do work with customs. If they have questions, certainly they come to us. Um, happens all the time. They want more information. Um, but if we're doing our job correctly, then we have asked those questions up front, made um, notations on documentation that is provided to customs on behalf of that importer uh, so that there's a smooth transaction. But, yes, we do have to ask a lot of questions, and usually we find that the uh, commercial documentation provided with an import shipment is not usually sufficient, unless it's someone that's done this for quite a quite a long time. Hmm. And I guess, and, and from what I'm told, and what I see is, you know, you have to stay up to date, just like you know, doctors and, and attorneys uh, are always going to seminars to keep up to date with any new laws. It's the same way with a customs broker. I think that's what sets apart um, the good ones and the bad ones, where you really have to be up to date on what's happening uh, with commodities that are being brought into the country. No, and that's very true, very true. Um, we we attend many training seminars, webinars, newsletters. Um, the attorneys are great for sending out newsletters with um, different, you know, happenings in the field, you know, changes with the government or different agencies, things that we all need to be aware of. Um, the National Brokers Association has an education arm or division, if you will, um, that puts on training courses as well. And... The regulations are, well, they've been under revision for several years now, and Customs had to put in their, their new computer system, so that kind of took priority. But they are um, actually going to be writing into the regulations where licensed brokers need to have a continuing education. And exactly how that will be defined is yet to be seen, uh, but it's something that's coming very soon. That so is, am that is amazing, great information that you're sharing here. We need to actually take a quick break, but we will be right back. We are Karen and Neil Gwartzman with the Private Label University. News Talk 710 KNUS. <laughs> Are you ready to kick that sugar addiction, reduce belly fat, and still enjoy delicious sweets and breads? Yes, it is possible. Recipe for Wellness is a company that is run by Karen Russell, a world-renowned certified health coach and nutritionist with over 20 years of experience working with the most challenging health issue facing our society. Karen has figured out the secret to a healthier life for all of us without sacrificing sweets and offers very yummy products like cookies, brownies, and breads that are actually healthy for you. That's right cookies and bread that are not only delicious but healthy too if you're ready to lose weight increase your energy levels sleep soundly reduce stress take control of your health and not have to give up sweets or bread then visit recipeforwellness.com that's recipe the number four wellness.com again to shop online for delicious and healthy sweets visit recipeforwellness.com start living your healthier life without guilt today would an extra $1,000 a month, $5,000 a month, or even $10,000 a month help you live a better life? It doesn't have to stop there. People just like you are making thousands of dollars selling products on Amazon. The best part is it's simple. All you need is a product. Karen and Neil Quartzman, creators of Private Label University, are here to show you how. How to find that perfect product so you can join millions of people and start making the money that everyone is talking about on Amazon. Private Label University unlocks 35 years of secrets about sourcing, importing, and private labeling products for big chain stores. Karen and Neil truly believe in you. So much that they'll invest $500 towards your tuition in the Private Label University program. The Import Success Formula. 
Go to Karen and Neil's website at privatelabeluniversity.com and enroll in the Import Success Formula Program. Enter code PLU for $500 off your tuition of the program when paid in full. So what are you waiting for? Head over to privatelabeluniversity.com and sign up today. We now return to the Private Label University with your hosts, Karen and Neil Gortzman on News Talk 710 KNUS. So welcome back to the show. You're listening to Karen and Neil Gortzman with the Private Label University. Now, we were just talking to Scott Blizzard, who is a licensed U.S. customs broker and a wealth of information to anyone who wants information about how to import products into the USA, hassle-free. Yeah, Scott was just going over how, you know, there's so many details that you must know when you're in business and importing a product, and as a uh, to be one of the great uh, customs brokers, you really have to know what's going on. And Scott was saying how you know there's always things changing. So um, we we just talked about uh, you know being a, a licensed and hiring a customs broker, but I think a lot of people get confused these days because they hear the word customs broker, they hear logistics, they hear freight forwarders. So Scott, what is the difference between a freight forwarder and a customs broker? Well, a freight, a freight forwarder will actually move a shipment from point A to point B, point C, on wherever it needs to go, final distribution. Uh, customs broker is actually classifying merchandise and entering it through customs. It's, um, it's like you're taking the passport and moving it over a border, where the freight forwarder is, say, the airplane that you're on. The customs broker is working with actually moving through that customs line to go into another country. Um, logistics pretty much encompasses everything. Um, boy, that would include the freight forwarders, customs brokers, trucking companies, anything that took something to get from a factory door to that ultimate purchaser. Um, there's many that are integrated, UPS, FedEx, DHL. They're what we call, consider the integrators, express couriers, um, there's probably some other terms for them, uh, but they're one in you know one in all in the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, they handle everything. Um, many of the freight forwarders have brokers on staff. Bra- um, brokers will also have freight forwarding people on staff. So it really depends on how do they want to advertise their firm, um, and which are they more heavily um, is their business? Is it freight forwarding or is it customs brokerage? Some are pretty evenly split. And some just do one or the other. They don't – I simply move freight. I'm not going to be involved with your customs brokerage. You find a broker for that, and there's brokers that are simply brokers, and they will not touch the freight. Again, each has its own, um, you know, set, sets of, um, of, of uh, you know, well, requirements, really. Mm-hmm. Um, brokers need to have their license and be aware of government – all the government compliance rules import laws, uh, freight forwarding has other rules, you know, the rules for the airlines, the rules for the steamships, the rules for hazardous materials movement. Uh, so both have their unique set of responsibilities. So when a person starts a business, is it best to find one before you start your business and you start importing or just to, uh, you know, wing it, so to speak? You know, you start buying stuff and, oh, now I need a, a customs broker. I will tell you, Neil, um, from my experience, I have seen it work both ways. Hands down, you want to do your research ahead of time, both with a freight forwarder and a customs broker. Um, I have had calls where people said, oh, I just returned shopping from so-and-such and such, and I've got this great product. It's going to be a big hit, um, and now what do I do? Well, 
boy, it's kind of late that at that point. Um, there's paperwork that needs to be filled out on the government's behalf that the broker and the freight forwarder would need. Uh, there's certain requirements that need to be made for ocean shipments. They, they have to have a filing done for security purposes before it left that foreign country. If it's already here, you're already looking at a possible $5,000 penalty, which is a lot. You know, if you're mm-hmm. starting out, that's a, that's a big hit to take up front. Um, so are there are there different types of are there different types of brokers for different commodities or do most brokers cover all types of products? Well, most brokers will cover most general commodities. Now, when you get into things like automobiles, um, chemicals, pharmaceuticals, those are highly specialized. Even textiles, um, you're probably if you're in, in. I don't know why you. Well, I think it'd be difficult for a startup company to be importing pharmaceuticals, but say you were, you'd want to go for research and find one of the brokers. Um, There's a couple large national ones that are noted for handling pharmaceuticals. The same thing with automobiles. There's a lot of, um, well, there's obviously a lot of regulation uh, for importing something that expensive. The duties would be high. And there's a lot of government agencies involved with an automobile. Um, We've mentioned some of them, not only customs, you've got the Highway National Highway Safety Traffic Safety Administration. You've got the Department of Transportation. You've got the EPA, so on and so forth. Um, you, you do want to find, um, um, you know, a specialist, a broker that specializes in certain commodities. Uh, steel products is another one. We have so much anti-dumping on those because of, you know, putting American jobs out of business. Things are changing with that on a daily, weekly basis. Um, you, you do want someone that knows what they're doing. Now, if you're talking, you know, a purse, a handbag, uh, shoes, you know, general consumer commodities, you, everyone pretty much can handle them. But when you get into some of the, you know, higher, more expensive industrial-type goods, you probably want to search out for um, a broker that specializes in that particular area. Scott, you mentioned pharmaceutical. You, you a favor. You mentioned pharmaceuticals. That including vitamins and herbal supplements and stuff like that. Well, no. Um, I'm thinking more of the prescription medication types that require um, pre-approval from the uh, Food and Drug Administration and other mm, technical things. I really don't want to go into. Um, it's highly technical. On on supplements, yes, it, it is something that is controlled by the FDA. But again, um, there. Hmm, if you're not making a medical medical claim on your packaging or literature, um, then you don't have to worry about some of the FDA regulations. Yes, it does need to be that FDA needs to be notified that it's coming in the country, so there's a record of it. Um, it needs to clear through the FDA, but it's not a process um, such as a you know a, a pharmaceutical drug type of thing would be right right well so with the billions of dollars of supplements and all the different I guess items uh, directed with supplements it's uh, that must be a, p- a pretty confusing area um, not just for you but for the government as well as far as setting legislation and laws because then people I guess can consider it a food product as instead of a supplement it's it's kind of a gray area isn't it it's a very gray area um, and that law was Oh, I want to say 20, 25 years ago, where it made uh, supplements um, not controlled by the F, control, subject to notification to the FDA, but not controlled as far as research and pre-approval. And 
so on that a, that a, a drug would be. Right. Um, there's a approval process. It's very expensive. From my understanding, it can be hundreds of thousands of dollars to get, you know. A... So it, it really comes down to experience. I think, you know, the more years you have, you, you know, that you put in, and at least we know that when someone's looking for a customs broker, the more experience and years that that broker has been involved in, um, in the industry and with commodities, I think that's what sets most customs brokers apart. When you, I guess if you're uh, starting one, looking to find one, you have to find one. Scott, did we lose you? Are you still there? I know there's some heightened security on this call uh, with Mr. Blizzard. Um, let's just see if uh, he's still on there. We'll try to get him back on. Mm -hmm. But, I, you know, the key is here, you know, th there's so many people that are getting involved, retailers and online uh, sellers in the physical product business. You really have to know uh, and have someone on your team that knows what they're doing. Especially uh, there's so many categories that people can get involved in that, I mean, if you don't know what you're bringing in and you don't know what the rules are. Right, because all those products, anything that gets imported or exported into the country uh, falls under a classification. That classification is set with rules and regulations and laws, uh, and there's documentation that has to be filed um, prior to even the shipments coming in, and once the shipments land here, you have to make sure that you have all that documentation filed with the government, filed with U.S. Customs, Homeland, and Security. And not only does your broker have to have it, but you have to make sure that you have a broker who's up-to-date filing that for you because if you have a product that you may have signed, well, if he didn't send in the proper paperwork, then you know Customs isn't going to go back and say, you know, they hold you accountable. You're the company. You're the constant. You're the person that ultimately is going to be held responsible. And, uh, you know, just as, as a customs broker is there to help you, you have to make sure when you're choosing that broker that they have that experience. And the best thing is ask them. Ask them how long they've been in business because sometimes, you know, some of these big brokerage firms, uh, and like Scott mentioned earlier, there's a lot of freight forwarders that hire U.S. customs brokers. Uh, the big companies like FedEx and UPS somewhat have on hand, but they may be, you know, maybe they're just uh, working for two years or one year uh, as a broker, and they don't have that experience. And, again, there's so many changes going on all the time, rules and regulations. And if you're not staying up to date with that, then, again, you're held accountable, and there's hefty, hefty fines. Um, you know, I stay up to date uh, reading all the documents and all the journals surrounding customs and legislations and rules and new laws that are set in, and I can't believe, you know, they're always being implemented. And, again, it's up to the responsibility of the importer uh, to make sure that they're, they're up to date, that they're uh, notified. Um, you know, if you're going to get involved with, uh, let's say, cosmetic brushes, that certain hairs of that cosmetic brush are actually not allowed into the country. And the ones that are allowed, you actually have to have documentation. You have to make sure that you file it. There's fish and wildlife that even get involved. And, uh, you know, you have to make sure you have a customs broker that's aware with filing all those documents or making sure you're working with factories overseas that are approved. Uh, that you know the conditions of the factory and where they're buying that material from because a lot of times if they import some of that raw material and put claims on the manifests or on the bill of ladings or on the invoices that it's a different type of material, well, if Fish and Wildlife decide to inspect it and see that it's not, you're held accountable and you are responsible because you're not supposed to be doing that. And I know, uh, for example, there's a Kalinsky Sable, which is a particular hair 
from the uh, Sable family, the Weasel family, you know, very hard to find. Uh, they breed them in different countries. And, uh, you know, they've set laws where there's only a certain amount that, that's allowed to be uh, imported. And uh, only certain factories, from what I'm told, are actually allowed to use it because they have to have the proper conditions uh, to use that material to make the brushes. So they've set different laws where um, uh, Fish and Wildlife and CITES Acts and all these uh, different categories that have to be involved to make that product. So uh, it's, it's very, very important when you're choosing a customs broker to make sure that they're up to date on what they're doing. And again, you know, Scott had mentioned earlier about anti-dumping. You know, there's many different, again, that's another term that um, people may hear about once in a while but really don't know about it. And again, it falls under different classifications and categories of materials that um, demand special classification and documentation and filing. And you actually have to notify the government. You have to notify um, uh, U.S. Customs and Homeland Security that you're going to be importing this product. And the best thing is, of course, before you even decide to get into that type of business, uh, whether if it's a physical product uh, industry or a product line that you're looking at, and ask a customs broker or call up, you know, the government and ask them, you know, where does this fall? What category does this fall under? Because if it happens to fall under an anti-dumping act, then you want to make sure that you're working with a manufacturer and someone else that, that knows about these rules. So very, very important. And there's there's protocol. I mean, it doesn't mean you can't bring the product in. No, it doesn't mean that you can't import it, but there's heavy, heavy duties. And again, once you, when you start bringing in sensitive materials, uh, the government starts watching and saying, hey, who is this company? What are they doing? Why are they importing those products? And they check, you know, they'll want to check up on your company. Uh, they might send a customs official out to your company to inspect it, to see what it is. And if you're staying up to date, that's that's great because... You know, U.S. Customs likes to work with companies and importers that are following the laws. And they don't want to make it difficult for you. They just want to make sure that you're abiding by all the laws and rules and regulations. Mm -hmm. So let's take a quick break here. We'll get Scott back on the line. We are Karen and Neil Gortzman with the Private Label University. And we're going to be right back after this short message. I'm Mona Rivera. Residents in Rosenberg, Texas, east of Houston, have to evacuate their homes beginning at 2 p.m. this afternoon. Authorities issued the mandatory evacuation order because of severe flooding from the Brazos River. Four people have been swept away and killed by Texas floodwaters. On the southeast coast, Bonnie has been downgraded to a tropical depression. It's dumping a lot of rain in Georgia and South Carolina. Forecasters say that Bonnie is weakening as it comes ashore and will likely be mostly a rain event. A four-year-old boy is recovering at a hospital after falling into the gorilla's pit at the Cincinnati Zoo. Cincinnati Zoo director Thane Menard says that officials shot and killed the gorilla and rescued the boy. They did the right thing, and yet it's a difficult day. The zoo's in the business of taking care of endangered animals, and we certainly don't want to be in a situation where they have to be killed. The boy is hospitalized with injuries described as serious but not life-threatening. This is ABC News. News Talk 710 KNUS. 
Many of us have been ignoring the latest news about the harmful effects of sugar. Why? Because we don't want to give up our yummy chocolates, cookies, and pizza. What if there was a way that you could eat healthier and not have to give any of the guilty pleasures of sweets and pizza up? RecipeForWellness.com is a company run by Karen Russell, who is a world-renowned certified health coach and nutritionist with over 20 years' experience working with the most challenging health issues facing our society. Karen Russell has created products that are not only incredibly delicious, but also healthy to eat. Karen's most popular sweet treats are her pecan cookies and delicious brownies. She uses natural ingredients that are healthy and healing. If you're ready to lose weight, increase your energy level, sleep soundly, take control of your health, and not have to give up the sweets, then check out Karen's company, RecipeForWellness.com, and start living a healthier life without the guilt. Again, that's Recipe, the number four, Wellness.com. Wondering what's next on Wall Street? Maybe it's time to take a different approach to investing with Brad Jenkins of Jenkins Wealth. So even when the markets do get volatile, because of our strategy, I help to take the guesswork out of it. So I'm never sitting there going, you know, oh, what, what should we do? What do you think? There, there's no thinking or feeling. It's a methodical, non-emotional approach. Join us Sunday afternoons at 1 o'clock for the Brad Jenkins Show. Making sense of making money on 710 KNUS. If you currently use a CPAP system, I've got an important question for you. Are you sure you're keeping your CPAP system clean enough? Like, really sure? A dirty CPAP system is a perfect breeding ground for germs. Put that mask on, and they've got a direct line to your body. Talk about a good way to get sick. Fortunately, SoClean.com has released the world's first and only automated CPAP cleaner and sanitizer. It kills 99.9% of all CPAP germs in minutes. To introduce it to the world, they want you to try it risk-free for 30 days. Just call 1-800-600-0831. With SoClean, you never have to clean your machine by hand again. There's no water, chemicals, or disassembly. Just pop in your mask, close the lid, and presto. Your CPAP system is clean and fresh in minutes. Call SoClean.com to try it risk-free at home for 30 days. Supplies are limited, so don't wait. Call one 800 600 1-800-600-0831. Hi, it's Peter Boyles. We spend the equivalent of 10 days a month on our mattress. We spend more time using our mattress than any other single product we own. I got my new Inopedic mattress from Inamax. Positively impacted my life. You sleep well. You just feel better. Inamax, get a variety of support choices, combined comfort options, each category to choose from, premium, advanced gel, latex, air suspension, memory cell, even organic latex. All are available with customized power bases like the one I got. Visit my friends at Inamax, one 800 Inamax, Great Directions, 1-800-I-N-N-O-M-A-X. Private Label University with your hosts, Karen and Neil Gorsman on News Talk 710 KNUS. So for those of you just joining us, we are Karen and Neil Gortzman, and you're listening to the Private Label University, where we unlock the secrets each week to your online selling success. So we have Scott Blizzard back with us on the line. Thank you for uh, joining us. <laughs> um, he is your go-to when it comes to importing products into the U.S. Yeah, he's, he's probably one of the top uh, U.S. licensed customs brokers in the nation. And, you know, we were just talking with Scott about how uh, really it's necessary uh, if you're starting a business or in business to make sure that you have a customs broker with years and years of experience uh, who's up to date on all the laws. So, Scott, at what stage, you know, at what stage if I'm starting a business, or let's say I have a business, I'm a retailer, and I go to one of those sites online like Alibaba or AliExpress, and I buy some products, how do I know if I need a customs broker? What, 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 when do I decide if I need one? 
Well, uh, I would suggest any time that you're going to do that and import, some, import something into the country that you would engage the services of a customs broker. Um, there is some value cutoffs if it's a very low-value shipment. It comes by a FedEx or DHL. Uh, they kind of they have extra special rules that apply to the couriers where they don't necessarily go through a full customs clearance process. Um, and you think, great, I have my goods, everything's great. Well, we see this happen again frequently. You know, down the line, could be a couple months, it could be several years. Customs says, well, wait a minute, uh, FedEx, um, I think this should be classified differently, or oh, this can't be the value. That's too too inexpensive. It has to be a higher price than that. Customs will go to that courier company and say, find out. They don't have a record of it. It actually went to you, um, Mr. or Mrs. Retailer. So is it is so, it based uh, on, on a product that I buy or on the value of the product? Well, it could be both. It could be based on who it was shipped from. It could be based on the country that it came from. There's many different um, different ways that customs will ask for information, depending depending on many different variables. Right, but that, and then that kind of worries me. If, if, if you mention that, you know, with DHL and FedEx, a lot of the air companies are getting all these small shipments in, and customs isn't uh, inspecting all of those. Is that really safe? Is it just uh, because of the sheer volume? It's impossible to do. That is correct. It's impossible to do. Um, Customs has gone through a reorganization um, well, just several months ago in, in March uh, so that they can better address the issue of the small, lower-value, high-volume things coming through the couriers. Um, how that will end up in the future, not really sure yet. They, the commissioner himself, the U.S. Uh, Customs Commissioner, has, a, has admitted that this is an area where they are falling short and they need to, um, well, they need to reevaluate how they're handling this whole process, yeah. uh, knowing that there's many things slipping through into the country that perhaps needed another agency's um, approval, such as FDA. Right. Or maybe there's an admissibility problem. Maybe it was not marked in the way it's supposed to be with the country of origin. They're simply getting through and they, they know. Um, so it is something they're looking at. Um, I will say from being a customs broker and having clients that, yes, everyone uses not only a broker or freight forwarder for small value, uh, low value, small shipments. They need it, you know, in a hurry. Sure, they're going to send that, say, again, FedEx or UPS, something of that nature. Um, it is not uncommon for those importers to come to me several weeks later and go, oh, I got this request from FedEx. What are they talking about? Well, they're they're asking for more information because even though it cleared and you got your product, customs on the backside reviewed it and said, wait, there might be a problem here. This might be subject to um, FDA, might be subject to anti-dumping duties, um, any of the things we've talked about. Um, uh, the value appears too low. So just because you have something um, does not mean that customs won't be looking at it in the future. Right, and I think that's so important to know. You know, we tell all our clients, and at our private label university, we teach our students that, again, choosing, when you're going into the physical product industry or you're a retailer and you're choosing a product, you just can't rely, for example, like you mentioned, all these products coming through DHL and FedEx Air and UPS Air, and they have customs brokers there, but you don't know how much experience they have. You don't know who they are. It, it's just some guy behind a desk who's filling out the forms, and you know they may be calling you and saying, what is this? We don't know what it is. But if you choose a customs broker uh, that has the experience and knows what they're doing, 
it'll set it it'll, it'll, just less headaches. You know, nobody wants any well, headaches. And we teach our students if you're going to be in business, do it right. Do and, it right. and even even some of them, I've heard, uh, you know, just on forums, on Facebook, and just from people from events that we've done where they rely on Alibaba sources. You know, using their you know freight their, forwarder their brokers or their, their broke freight brokers, brokers. Yeah. exactly. And I mean, you don't know what you're getting, and and how are you trusting these companies? Um, you know, on Alibaba, you don't even know them. You haven't even built relationships with them. Right. Some so. company in China who manufactures spatulas and says, oh, don't worry, just put it through as a wooden spoon. Well, it's not a wooden spoon, so it's going to be classified differently than a silicone spatula. That is correct. Um, and I, and I will let me add in here that Customs has gone to a new computer system that's been way too many years in the making, uh, but they've gone to a new computer system, and it is capturing more information and requiring more information to clear shipments. Um, so uh, w- this is what we see. We don't even know on the custom side what they see, although from what I hear, and again, it's not something they're going to share with us because of you know security concerns, um, that they get a lot more information as well. Uh, things that you, th- like you just mentioned, a spatula, um, before, yes, it's subject to FDA, but FDA didn't want to look at it because it's a spatula. Guess what? Now that has to be reported to the FDA, and FDA has to approve that spatula coming in the country. So if you're misclassifying it or putting it through a, you know, a FedEx or something and it's not caught, then, yes, in the end you could be liable for, um, well, you know, I don't want to use the word fraud. It's not, you know, that I don't think extreme. Uh, but for, for an improper import, um, right. you, you just don't want to be held responsible for that. Let me get back real quickly to this is why you should use a broker. Don't trust someone in a foreign country to do a job that's in the United States. Um, we, you know, licensed brokers in the United States, we know how to classify the merchandise. We know what questions to ask. We can tell you what possibly could be asked of you, and so you're ready for it. Um, again, if it's sent and... Well, you, you never know, um, and it happens, and I, I'm not saying that the FedEx and DHL and UPSs and other couriers don't try. Certainly they do, but the volume there is so great. Um, for instance, I, I, I have seen where there's technical aspects to the tariff where perhaps a, a, a bracelet made out of a cord is not really an article of jewelry. Well, Working with a customer, client, we would know what their product is and know how to classify that correctly in what chapter of the tariff. The courier just sees the word bracelet and puts it in it, jewelry, excuse me, which is a higher duty rate, and it's also just flat out wrong. Um, You know, working with a broker, you would know, you'd feel more comfortable that things were getting classified and entered correctly, meaning there's just less problems for you during a customs audit. Right, because ultimately it's your, uh, you're held responsible. It's not the, the broker, but the person who's importing is held responsible. Oh, the, the, the importer um, under the uh, Customs Moderniz- Modernization Act of 1994, uh, importers are responsible for uh, the proper entry and anything else to do with their imported merchandise. The broker is a, is a middleman. They should have a good w- working relationship with their broker. Um, but Yes, the importer is ultimately responsible under the law. There is no finger pointing. There used to be a lot of finger pointing. Well, my broker did this or this or that. Unless you have a specific contract entered saying that my broker is responsible for my classification, my broker is responsible to keep all records for me, my broker, you know, so on and so forth, which most brokers will not do, um, 
they might for you know you know Walmart and the, the big boys out there, um, but that that's a different story. Um, and and that's great. As far as we're all concerned. Mm-hmm. And that's great advice. Um, and, you know, we have a lot of clients that are international as well, importing into Europe. And, again, the same thing applies. Make sure that, you know, you're using a broker that's for your country and that's able to help you through all the necessary um, steps that are involved. And even for the Europeans um, that are bringing in, uh, importing into the U.S. still, to make sure that you have the proper um, customs broker that's going to help you import from whether it's China right into the U.S. doesn't matter if they live in Europe. You want to make sure that you have the right customs broker working with you. So we need to take a quick break. This is probably a good place to break. Um, when we come back from the break, we're going to revisit um, this question because I think this is really, really important. We are Karen and Neil Gwartzman. We are the Private Label University, and we'll be right back. News Talk 710, KNUS. Would an extra $1,000 a month, $5,000 a month, or even $10,000 a month help you live a better life? It doesn't have to stop there. People just like you are making thousands of dollars selling products on Amazon. The best part is it's simple. All you need is a product. Karen and Neil Quartzman, creators of Private Label University, are here to show you how. How to find that perfect product so you can join millions of people and start making the money that everyone is talking about on Amazon. Private Label University unlocks 35 years of secrets about sourcing, importing, and private labeling products for big chain stores. Karen and Neil truly believe in you. So much that they'll invest $500 towards your tuition in the Private Label University program, the Import Success Formula. Go to Karen and Neil's website at privatelabeluniversity.com and enroll in the Import Success Formula program. Enter code PLU for $500 off your tuition of the program when paid in full. So what are you waiting for? Head over to privatelabeluniversity.com and sign up today. Are you ready to kick that sugar addiction, reduce belly fat, and still enjoy delicious sweets and breads? Yes, it is possible. Recipe for Wellness is a company that is run by Karen Russell, a world-renowned certified health coach and nutritionist with over 20 years of experience working with the most challenging health issue facing our society. Karen has figured out the secret to a healthier life for all of us without sacrificing sweets and offers very yummy products like cookies, brownies, and breads that are actually healthy for you. That's right, cookies and breads that are not only delicious, but healthy too. If you're ready to lose weight, increase your energy level, sleep soundly, reduce stress, take control of your health, and not have to give up sweets or bread, then visit RecipeForWellness.com. That's Recipe, the number four, Wellness.com. Again, to shop online for delicious and healthy sweets, visit RecipeForWellness.com. Start living your healthier life without guilt today. Now return to the Private Label University with your hosts, Karen and Neil Gordsman on News Talk 710 KNUS. So for those of you who are just joining us, we are Karen and Neil Gordsman, and you are listening to the Private Label University, where we unlock the secrets each week to your online selling success. So we are speaking with Scott Blizzard, who is educating all of us about the ins and outs of what to be aware of with regards to customs when importing products into the U.S. Yeah, it's amazing how much Scott knows because, again, we've talked about earlier how, you know, there's so many rules and regulations that any importer and any retailer has to follow if you're importing. And we were just, you know, Scott was just mentioning how in every country you have different rules and regulations. 
And even if you live in Europe or Asia or South America and you plan on having a physical product business and ship into the U.S., you still have to have a broker in the USA who knows what they're doing because you can't just ship the product here and expect it's going to go to you know, Amazon or a retailer or some other warehouse without knowing uh, or, or following the rules of uh, U.S. Customs and Homeland Security. Isn't that correct, Scott? That is correct. That is correct. So I'm, one, I'm going to jump uh, in. I, I get a question asked all the certainly. time. Um, I know I hear about that. It's always recommended now. They, they've kind of changed the value of shipments. And if you keep them under $800, under $800 to avoid duty, um, you can just bring them in a lot faster. Um, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, does it actually avoid duties? Uh, do I not have to pay anything? How does that work? Certainly. Um, I, let me let me just rephrase it. I don't want to say that it's to avoid duty. It's to avoid having a formal customs entry, uh, whether it's a formal customs entry or an informal customs entry. It avoids an entry period for customs. Can you explain uh, quickly what that means? What does it mean? What do you, yeah. What does an informal entry mean? Um, an informal entry is something that is valued uh, between something that has no value, although everything has a value in customs eyes. So we'll say between a penny and $2,500. Um, that is what customers would consider an informal entry. Um, it's not scrutinized as much, um, provided it's a general commodity. Again, you're not going to bring in nuclear weapons and call it an informal entry, something of that nature. Um, it does not require a customs bond. So it's, you know, saving money. You don't have a bond. Um, and it's... So you don't need a, uh, what they call a power of attorney either? You do. Um, a broker is going to want a power of attorney just to be safe. Okay. Uh, to do that. Um, anything that they're doing on behalf of a client, they will want a power of attorney for. Uh, just to be safe. You never know how the auditors are going to feel, you know, five, six years from now, even two years or six months from now. Uh, so it's only a broker will ask you um, for that. Now, a formal entry is anything over $2,500, excuse me, $2,500, requires a bond, things are scrutinized more, uh, there's a formal process, customs can take up to a year to review your paperwork, so even though you have the merchandise, um, you know, customs can come up to a year later and say, oh, I think this was misclassified, I think it was misvalued, I think it came from a different country. Anything they want to, um, want to inspect or, or find out more information about, they can do that. With an informal entry, that doesn't happen. Now, on your shipments that are valued $800 and less, um, they just go through customs and basically get a stamp if you're standing at a customs window. Um, the couriers have ways to electronically transmit to customs that these shipments are low-valued, under $800, no entries made, and they're just cleared electronically, what we call cleared off the manifest, uh, that, that courier's manifest for that plane. Um, this used to be $200, and, oh, I think it was back in March, a couple months ago, earlier this year, the value was raised to $800, inflation, so on and so forth. Customs doesn't want to be bothered with low-value shipments. They're trying to get our trading partners, and especially Canada and Mexico, to do the same thing uh, so that the, the NAFTA countries at least have the same $800 flowing through the borders. No one wants to look at it. Canada and Mexico have not accepted that yet, so the U.S. is um, unique in this aspect right now. So you're, hold now, on. so you're saying that anything up to $800 is, I guess, considered a low value and not really scrutinized by customs. So between $800 and $2,500, is it looked then it's looked upon or not until it reaches over $2,500? Um, so, for example, if I have a shipment for $1,000? Right. Is it then it 
looked at as, because it's over the $800 value? Um, it needs to have paperwork filed with customs. Um, are you talking for, through a broker or a courier now? Well, just in, so, for, for example, courier? I'm on Alibaba. I, I go, uh, I order some products. It's arranged through DHL Air, and the value is $992. Do right. I need a broker? So at that point, um, it does need to clear through customs, yes. It depends on your terms of sale. Um, I am not – I am familiar with Alibaba, but I don't know their selling terms. Um, if they sell something – they might have a company in the United States that clears customs for that product, and you're, you're basically receiving it as a customs-cleared domestic product, if you will. Um, I don't know if, they, um, if that is for everything or if sometimes it's sent to you and you, yes, you are now the importer of record, and yes, if it's over $800 and under $2,500, um, an entry still needs to be filed with customs and duty needs to be paid on it. This is not a... Um, you know, under $800, I don't need to make any declaration to customs. The declaration does need to be made to customs, um, and it is considered an informal customs declaration. No bond required. You're just notifying customs is here that it's here. Um, you know, I'm importing whatever I'm importing. Here's the duty. I'm paying you X amount of dollars for duty on it, and give me my merchandise and let me go on my way. So and what would what would stop someone then from just every single week bringing in a shipment that's under eight hundred dollars just to not well you know, stay under the radar so to speak? That, yeah, um, unfortunately, well not unfortunately, but right now there is not um, anything stopping someone from doing that. I will say in the most recent comments that I have read again from our U.S. Customs Commissioner that this is something that Customs is looking into. Um, there has been just a little quick, you know, backtrack here. When, when, when the U.S. decided to make the $800 value limit the, the uh, cutoff point for not making a customs entry, if you will, or declaration, um, apparently a lot of business started shifting into um, Canada for warehousing goods in bonds. So they didn't clear customs in Canada, but they were sent over the border in $800 increments or less over multiple shipments over multiple days to avoid making customs declarations and duty payments. Isn't that illegal? Uh, it's not illegal. <laughs> or it's, 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 it's on that gray it's, area. It's, yes, I was going to say. Customs is considering this a gray area. Yeah. And, again, one of the things in e-commerce they, they want to look into and finalize you know, uh, some rules. And uh, they, I don't know if they didn't expect this to happen or – uh, people found a way around a barrier, but they realize that it's it's um, probably not the way things should work. And they're, they're not saying too much on it, and I can't really read into it too much. Uh, but Customs is aware of this, and I can say they're checking into it. Now, does that mean they're going to have a solution in six months, one year, two years? I really don't have an idea. Um, I, again, think they're very busy with their new computer system and all the, the glitches and working out bugs and you know, trying to get that up. They, they're mandated. There's certain dates throughout the rest of the year that they have to meet their milestones, and there is no, no extensions anymore. Um, so I think these other things will probably go on the back burner until the end of the year. That's my best guess. But it's still um, something I, that people should be worried about because you still can go and backdate and go back in time and say, hey, you know, this was something that was anti-dumping, for example, and I'm going to go back in correct. time and look and see. So even though it may be under the radar, they can get away with the, it now. 
it's still something to be worried about because when they do get their act together and they start focusing in on what's going on with target, this, yeah. you're going to be a target, yeah. and then people, you know, you're, they're going to go backtracking, and you don't want to be right. held reliable for that. And and that's how right. we explain to our students all the time where you know you have you're in business, you have to be honest at what you're doing. You have to know it's for long term. If you're just in you know short term to make a few bucks and try to bring some stuff under the radar, it's you know that's not what what we teach. We teach you know being in business for long term. Uh, learning the rules, learning the regulations, aligning yourself with the people in your company, with customs brokers and freight forwarders who know what they're doing. And like you say, you know, we see some of these uh, people online trying to teach these programs. They say, oh, just you know, bring in little shipments so no one notices who you are. Well, why would you want to do that? You know, you, well, you should under be proud that 800 of, yeah. radar. Stay under there and just do under 800, and you can do it every single week. And and this way you can yeah, you know, that's not the way avoid to go about all this. Business. But once you know they start catching on to what's going on, you don't want to be with that one yeah, targeted um, as well. Right. So um, actually, we're going to be wrapping up the show in a few minutes here. What um, advice could you give our, our listeners? You know, number one thing that people need to really, really know when they're going to be importing products. Well, um, no surprise here, Karen. I'm going to say do your homework ahead of time. Talk with a broker. You're, you're thinking of importing a product. Um, you're thinking of designing a product and having it imported. Um, talk with your broker. There might be some things you can do. It's called tariff engineering to um, obtain a lower duty rate. Now, that's not cheating. If you design a product, um, still has the same function and look that you want, but maybe a feature is different and it can throw it in a different duty category, nothing illegal about that, and it's not a gray area. You've done your homework. Um, you might think, oh, well, these are all over the place. Great. We've mentioned a couple times anti-dumping duty, which is a whole other story, um, but it's enough to put people out of business if you do it wrong. So I would certainly say do your homework, um, and especially if there's going to be other government agencies involved, and we, uh, people aren't always aware that other government agencies might be involved. So a broker would be able to help you and guide you to work with those agencies so that when your product finally gets here, it's smooth sailing. The last thing you want to do is pay storage bills or have your product not be admitted into the country and have to pay for its destruction or return to where it came from. Right, so liquidation, I guess, is that seizure and liquidation? Um, well, liqui liquidation is when customs is done looking at your shipment, you know, about a year after you've imported a formal entry. Um, they've closed the book on it. They won't ask any questions unless it's under um, a fraud investigation. Then they can reopen that case, so to speak. Um I'm um, sorry, the seizure, did you mention seizure? Yeah, so I, I'm just going to say, so you, you, like you mentioned, you really have to do your homework uh, when you're in business. And, you know, uh, w I'm just going to kind of wrap up here. Scott is a wealth of information. Uh, we are so honored to have had Scott Blizzard on the phone. Uh, he's, he's a U.S. licensed national uh, customs broker expert. Um, he's really the go-to person uh, in the nation for for any information, if you want to contact Scott or reach him, please reach out to us at the Private Label University. Uh, we have his contact information there. Uh, due to heightened we'll security, to, yeah. We, we'd we love keep... to give you the opportunity to get more information, so absolutely visit us over on our website at www.privatelabeluniversity.com because we'd love to hear from you, and you can pick our brains as well. Yeah, so, it's, it's, Scott, is, thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. We are, again, honored that uh, you were on our show. Um, it's an absolute pleasure, and again, for... Everyone who's listening, I, I'm sure people are sitting there writing notes and, mm -hmm. and taking information because, so much information. Uh, you, again, you're kind of like the encyclopedia um, of, uh, of customs. So thank you so much again, and 
Uh, Karen, do you have any other questions for Scott? Because it's oh, just, a, <laughs> she's have, like, oh, my God, what else? He <laughs> went by so fast. I have so many questions. We're going to have to do this again. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, we're going to have to get Scott back on the show because uh, we get so many emails all the time uh, and people calling us and from our clients. And even in the program we teach in our import success formula, uh, we're always teaching about the necessity of uh, customs brokers and, and everyone else. So, again, thank you again. We are Karen and Neil Gortzman. We are the Private Label University. I want to be a billionaire so freaking bad. Thank you for joining Karen and Neil Gortzman at 710 KNUS, the Private Label University, the only show that dares to unlock the secrets to your online selling success so you can start making money and living your dreams. Remember to visit us over at www.privatelabeluniversity.com for tons of free content. While you're there, leave us a message and we'll air your comments and questions on the show. Listen to us every Sunday at 9 a.m. Mountain Time. The Dynamic Duo, Karen and Neil are now signing off.